The day of Pentecost came, and they were all together in one place. The day of Pentecost in the Jewish tradition was a harvest feast and marked the day the law was given to Moses on Mount Sinai. I imagine all the disciples together in a room, perhaps in the upper room. I imagine them praying. One, because it was Pentecost, but also because it had been a rough time for them. Jesus, the Lord, who they rode so triumphantly into Jerusalem with, was quickly killed. But he rose again in glory and was with them for some time again. But then went to be with God the Father. I imagine they were praying for guidance, where to move on to now that they are left alone. Even though Jesus had told them that he would always be with them and would send an advocate to them. In Acts 2, it says, Suddenly a sound like a rush of violent wind filled the house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. I don't know about you, but I've never seen anything like that. But these are the images that we have of the Holy Spirit in the day of Pentecost. They happened at one point in time, and these are the images that we sometimes look for when we are looking for the presence of God. But Pentecost is not just a moment in history or time. It is not just images of burning fire, of tongues on each of them. Pentecost is filled with the power of God, a never-ending movement of that power, a power that has filled the disciples and all of us since. The Holy Spirit is all around us, filling us, moving around us, in us, and happening all the time. A big part of Acts 2 that we read today is about how the crowd gathered at that moment heard the sound of the wind, heard the speaking of others, heard the native languages, and heard Peter preach to the new congregation. It made me think that they were using their sense of hearing to listen to each other and God. They were using their sense of hearing to listen for the Holy Spirit that filled them at that moment. It made me think, how do we listen for God? How does the Holy Spirit touch us? And Peter points out from Joel that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy and your young shall see visions and your old shall dream dreams. The Holy Spirit fills all our senses as we move through life. Senses when we are awake and ones when we are asleep. The Holy Spirit is everywhere and in everything. The other night, Jerry and I watched one of our favorite movies to watch together, a movie called The Fool's Rush In. It's a love story that takes place in Las Vegas. That's probably why we like it so much. That's where our love story began, in Las Vegas. But anyway, one of the main characters in the movie, Isabel, played by Selma Hayek, is a Mexican-American and speaks a lot about her faith and culture in the film. One of the continuous themes is that there are signs everywhere. Isabel speaks about signs she sees, hears, feels, tastes, and smells. Signs that use all of her senses and connect her with God. 
These signs, she says, help her navigate life. Her ghost star is Alex, played by Matthew Perry. Now, Alex is not a believer in the signs that Isabel speaks of. That is, of course, until the end of the movie, of course. Right after the two separate from one another, a priest comes up to Alex and asks him if he is lost. And then he says, because there are signs everywhere to help you find your way. From that point on, he sees and smells and hears things that remind him of Isabel. Well, Alex finally understands and believes and knows that he must be back with Isabel. So they end up getting back together in another happy movie ending. But just like Isabel speaks about signs, I imagine the Holy Spirit has signs everywhere. The point is that the Holy Spirit is everywhere and in everything. The Holy Spirit is constant movement of God's presence with us and in us. To be our guide as we encounter joys and lows. We have to open our senses to God's language. And we will see the signs everywhere. Now I love to pray as I hike. Honestly, I've not hiked as much as I used to before moving to Texas because the heat and I do not get along. But I do remember one time I was hiking in the Sierras in the fall. It was a fantastic crisp day out and the sun had just gone behind the clouds, but it was a beautiful day. I was hiking along and I was praying about how I was having a difficult time. Now honestly, I cannot remember what that difficult time was, but nonetheless, it was difficult. And all of a sudden, I turned the corner of the trail and the sun, oh, wait a second. I turned the corner on the trail and the sun came out from behind those clouds and I got this warm feeling on my face and all through my body. Then as quickly as the sun went, came out, it went behind back to, to the clouds. It was like the Holy Spirit came out and gave me a big hug and filled me with warmth to let me know it was alright and God was with me. In the Bible, the Holy Spirit has many names. In the reading of Acts, it is pneuma, which translates as spirit and wind. Others include paraclete, or advocate, as we heard in our reading of the gospel, meaning guide or helper. And Sophia, wisdom. The Holy Spirit goes by many different names because the Holy Spirit is active in many different ways. The Holy Spirit fills all of us in many different ways through our senses, as a warm hug, as an advocate and guide, as a helper, a wind that is there to push and God's wisdom within us, to guide us to turn around and have compassion when there is none, to love our neighbor as ourselves and help us when we are lost. The Holy Spirit guides us to love, joy, and hope. She guides us to patience, courage and peace and she guides us to reconciliation and the love of God I wonder where the Holy Spirit is moving in your life what are the moments that fill you full of the Holy Spirit has she guided you given you help has she been a warm hug on a crisp day now Pentecost is known by some as the birthday of the church 
the new birth of a people that were born out of the life, death, resurrection, and ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ, the church. The gift on the church's birthday was the gift of the Holy Spirit. The church is supposed to spread the good news of every nation and the people across the world. We see that reality in the story of Pentecost, where every language was spoken. And we see that in the churches that we belong to. Now don't get me wrong, there's still a lot of work to do on inclusivity, which is the God's vision for the church. But despite the differences in our churches, the languages, the denominations, and cultures, there's one constant, the language of God and the ever-movement of the Holy Spirit within us and around us. There are signs everywhere to help us find our way, to comfort us, motivate us, and fill us with joy, patience, and love. Amen.